0: Coming at you live from Tamaki Makoto, Aotearoa, is the
1: Anarchats. <laughs> <laughs> Kia ora kato. Um We're Tamaki Makoto Anarchists. So as an organization, Tamaki Makoto Anarchists support decolonization and indigenization of Aotearoa New Zealand as well as the rest of the world. Um, we also support Mai, which is the constitutional transformation project uh, based on Te Te riti o Waitangi and He Fakaputanga, which is the Aotearoa Declaration of Independence, uh, to reflect tikanga Māori, ways of being and living here that uphold Māori culture so- sovereignty and land rights. Ko Hook Mountain Te Maunga. Ko Hudson te awa, ko Ashkenazi te hapu, ko Jewish te iwi, ko Sandy toku ingwa. My name is Sandy. I'm from New York and grew up in California, and I've been in New Zealand, Aotearoa, for 14 years in mostly Tamaki Makoto.
2: Kia ora koutou, ko manga Bao te maonga, ko Colorado te awa, ko Roma, rawa, ko German, na iwi, ko kimen ahau. Uh, my name is Kimin, pronouns
0: they, them. I'm from New Zealand. I grew up near Maunga Keke. Our local beach was Tehinga. I am Pakiha. My name is Bodhi, and my pronouns are they, them. How would you define anarchism, or what does anarchy mean to you?
1: Um, to me, anarchism is a political philosophy that is primarily about analyzing power difference and the relationship between people and power and how we use power. And it is essentially anti-hierarchical, at least with regard to political and economic power. That's like the most important aspect. Naturally, extending from that, it is anti-state and anti-capitalist.
0: Yeah, the piece there that really speaks to me is questioning hierarchies and questioning authorities and being against, I think being opposed to unjust hierarchy uh, which is most hierarchies, of course, there are some scenarios in which hierarchies make sense.
2: I think that's also important to question hierarchy in terms of why we have it and what it's holding in place and how it's helping to organize the society in a way that like upholds an inequity. So I think for me, anarchism would be organization of society based on uh, voluntary cooperative efforts um, without recourse to force or compulsion and it would be more wide decentralization, self-management, and radical egalitarianism, but in terms of equity and um, abolition of hierarchy and more of a cooperative-based society.
1: I guess the point I would like to make with regards to capitalism, because there is a lot of confusion about what anarchism is, and there are these people out there who call themselves anarcho-capitalists or libertarians who see themselves as anarchists or partial anarchists. I think that it's really important to explain and highlight how capitalism is extremely authoritarian and hierarchical. It is basically the corporation or company becomes the state, except more of a dictatorship rather than a democracy. It's just, it's like if I had to choose between a representative democracy, government and state, and a corporation controlling the state instead, of course I would choose the representative democracy, despite it still being hierarchical because capitalism is so extreme, essentially. So I don't think that it's possible to be an anarchist and still support capitalism in any way, shape or form.
0: I've heard some critique, not even just anarchists, like leftists in general, is that it's very theory heavy. Um, And if you don't read a lot of theory and understand all these big words, then you can't really be a part of the movement. So I kind of wanted to talk briefly about in what ways you can kind of enact anarchist values in your everyday life and bring those kind of ideas in very practical ways to your life without trying to structure an entire society and trying to like you know do some world building and, and say like what would an anarchist utopia look like in my own experience being part of Tama Kimakoto anarchist community has been like really fantastic and i think it's helped me see the ways that i think anarchist values have a ton of value in small community spaces and smaller community spheres because i've been in various communities throughout my life, hierarchies kind of come about, power hierarchies sort of sprout up. You know, we all know that kind of clique, cliche of, (laughs) I'm going to say American high schools, but it happens everywhere. But, you know, when you see in the movies, you're like, oh, this is this is how it is. And there's that one person with all the social power. Um, whether it's because they're traditionally attractive, or they make a lot of money, or you know whatever, and sometimes that's really difficult to to talk about. And also, I've just been in situations in which even just trying to explain to a man what like male privilege is, and him just not getting it has been really frustrating, because it's felt like well then you're not you're not understanding the way that I move through the world, right, or that the way that women or non-binary folks move through the world. And so how are we meant to connect as humans if you're not even willing to understand that we experience life differently? And so something I found really helpful being in an anarchist space that specifically you know, we come together because of anarchist ideas and values is that if those you know, social hierarchies come about, people talk about them people look at them and say like why is this happening does this serve people usually it doesn't right i'm not saying we have all the answers but even just being in a space where people recognize that and say it for what it is feels really real to me right i'm like oh thank goodness someone else can like see the ways in which people have more power than others in certain situations and maybe we don't have all the solutions but even just that that value of being able to see that has been like a massive step forward i feel from other spaces that i've been in
1: yeah i think one of when it comes to personally Mm -hmm. individually being an anarchist i think one of the most important things is like questioning the status quo and questioning a lot of what you were brought up with And that, like, I think that a lot of that starts with questioning capitalism and starting to realize that this entire system around you is fucked and it doesn't have to be that way. And then starting to see how that influences all these different aspects of power and relationships on a societal and interpersonal level and and other things that are older than capitalism, like patriarchy and that kind of thing, how they still haven't always been that way and don't have to always be that way. And just just getting rid of this idea that that's just the way things are. It's just, I'm just completely refusing to ever say that, essentially.
2: (laughs) Okay, in response to the question, what are some of the ways that we can practice anarchist values within our current society? I, I feel having conversations about the way that things are going now and having conversations about other ways and shifting paradigms and new models, I feel like what we really need as a society is um, a collective consciousness change and mindset change. And I feel there's many different ways that that can come about. But in the meantime, I feel having, finding out information, sharing information with people and having those conversations about how we can change as individuals and our our relationships with people. And I guess for me doing volunteer work, hanging out in my community and, and talking to people about different ways of doing things and different ways of organizing our, ourselves and trying Those ways and having, you know, discussions is one way. And like living my life in the way that I want to see it come to fruition and in terms of more egalitarian society and cooperative society. Trying to live close to that as much as possible in the current system that we're in. Either that or we gotta have a whole revolution thing. Well, I don't know if that's gonna happen.
0: Uh yeah, I think I think calling out hierarchies and I think also recognizing when you yourself are in a position of power and I think that this is kind of something that isn't portrayed as much as often someone will say like oh you have more power than me you're in this situation but I think being aware of like when you're in a position of power acknowledging that yeah and then I think the other thing that you're kind of talking about is is education right how do you re-educate someone's values <laughs> and the way that they see see the world? I think a lot of people couldn't imagine a world without money, right? Like, what? That's just how you get things, right? Like, what would that even look like? I f- felt incredibly empowered uh, thinking of myself as an anarchist because <laughs> um, I've always been, like, very leftist on the, on the political spectrum but um, only kind of been involved in like anarchist-specific organizations uh, this last year, just realizing how much we can do in our community and how much you actually don't need permission for. And that's not even being like a punk being like, I don't need your fucking permission. Right, like, um, it's just being like, oh, you know, we're, we're throwing this really, really free market on February 14th, if you're in Tamaki Makoto and we're not in lockdown, come along to that. And I did the research and I'm like, oh, we actually don't need permits for this because there's no exchange of money, blah, blah, blah. Like I read all the rules of what events you need permits for and what you don't and, and there's kind of capacity and, and what you're bringing and like, oh, we don't actually need a permit for this. Like, all of this is above board. And I'm not saying that that necessarily should influence what you choose to do with your life, but just being like, oh, I can throw this big free market in a public space. And like, like we can just do that. Like, you, you can just go and do that, right? <laughs> like, you don't need anyone's permission to do that. Kind of trying to think out of the box and sort of break out of those old ideas of needing needing permission, needing To be allowed to do things community is us right (laughs) our our country is us it's the people who live here and that includes us so we can affect change and and i think it's it's really empowering in that way
1: and of course um practicing anarchism isn't just about starting your own events and that kind of thing which is also important but also like getting involved in other communities and kind of deferring to them and and seeing how they do things, because a lot of a lot of people, a lot of groups do a lot of anarchist things without necessarily calling themselves anarchists or even knowing what anarchism is. They just naturally that's how they behave, or certain aspects of their their customs or culture is quite anarchistic. Um, and we can learn from those people, and you know, promote solidarity with with different groups. And yeah, I mean, that's I think that's part of anarchism is respecting yeah respecting that we we're, we're not the authorities. On everything, either.
0: So, do you think like the idea of anarcho communism? Is there a state in that concept, or is there a hierarchy? Not a lot of people, but I've heard a few people say that anarchists are by default anarcho communists because that's kind of inherent in the ideology. But then other people disagree with that.
1: Um, I'm an anarcho communist, and I would disagree with that. Um, anarcho communism is a very specific philosophy subset of anarchism, and yeah, it requires you to. It's a very communalist type of anarchism. Uh, Communism is is very specific in that it um, involves complete destruction of of class relationships and like a moneyless society. And I think it is possible to have some form of money. I'm not like thinking about it now. I'm not actually sure, but and still have anarchism, but I wouldn't find it. I, I would still I would consider it more hierarchical in that respect. I think there are a lot of individualist anarchists who would oppose the idea of communism for their own reasons.
2: But when, when you say communism, would there have to be a state in anarcho-communism or no state? And would there have to be an organization where some people were, were leaders in that version of anarcho-communism? Cause I, I wouldn't consider myself an anarcho-communist, but I'm interested in it and understanding like how it is different to collectivism or cooperativism within anarchism?
1: Um, so by definition, any form of anarchism is not going to involve a state, um, and that includes anarcho-communism. Communism, even f- even for some Marxists, does not involve a state. It is considered like the ideal end stage of socialism, where the state is dissolved for various reasons. But with regard to anarcho-communism, um, I think the idea is that you ideally don't have to have a state in the transitionary process um so anarcho-communists reject the idea of a socialist state and believe that you can have socialism without a state whether or not that's practical is another another um discussion but it certainly like doesn't fit the ideology of anarchism to support a state yeah and certainly communism as the end stage would not have one it's the non-existence of a state or class distinction or money, essentially. With regard to whether or not anarcho-communism involves organization, yeah, it's a very, very organized system. So it would generally involve some form of confederalism, which is basically you have representatives from, from a more grassroots group meet Um, representatives from other groups, and then those representatives would possibly represent a larger area and so on and so forth. Ideally, that would be rotational to ensure higher levels of direct democracy, but anarcho-communism generally involves organization across larger areas um, and not just little individual communities that are completely autonomous. And um, a good example of this was the Spanish communes in revolutionary Catalonia. Um, And that was mostly uh, structured around work and various trades that people did. So I believe there were syndicalists. So it was kind of like worker controlled syndicates um, that communicated with each other. I actually, one thing that I question about syndicalism is is putting too much authority into work and the idea of productivity and that kind of thing. I think that, and I, yeah, I think a lot of anarcho-communists agree with me that there needs to be democracy in communities and living spaces and other areas of our lives and not this fixation on work. Or I, I guess more importantly, we need to dissolve the concept of work as it exists now and see everything, everything that we do in our lives is equally important
0: Yeah, I really like that. I also, whenever I'm reading theorists from like the 1800s, 1900s, um, I'm constantly reminding myself that they didn't have the technology that we have today. They didn't have the sheer amount of potential for automation. They didn't have the understanding of of medicine and agriculture that we have now. And so maybe the focus on work made more sense in the 1800s because you had to do a certain amount of hours to be able to provide for everyone in a way that like now we, we simply don't. <laughs> mm. um, what is it? Studies have shown that every human could work like max four hours a day and have all our needs met fully, easily. And that you know, provides you with a lot more time for hobbies and recreation and, and community and family, uh, etc. So I really like that actually. I hadn't heard that. That comment on anarcho-syndicalism before and it's sort of almost placing work in a hierarchical Mm -hmm. (laughs) sort of value position above other aspects of life.
1: Yeah I think that's actually a common issue with socialists is is what some people call workerism this idea that workers are well I mean I would kind of say almost god in a way like Like that there's something superior to this one specific definition of productivity that we have. Mm. And there's something um, morally superior to working in a specific way.
0: Which feels to me almost like a capitalist value. Uh, Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, the idea that you meet someone, you ask, what do you do? What's your career? Before anything else about them, that sort of you know, that being a core part of someone's identity.
2: The aspect of of hierarchy in relation to capitalism and people's worth being related to their level of production and what they can feed into the system of capitalism to keep it rolling. I feel like anarchism definitely opposes that and people being forced to do things they don't like in order to make money, to pay the rent and pay for all these things that we possibly don't need. I feel like that anarchism opposes that because capitalism is inhibiting our freedom our freedom of choice and and our freedom of connecting with the planet and i feel like that capitalism and government regulations that enforce that way of life is what's detrimenting us as as a species in in relation to anarchism
0: if someone is interested in anarchy um and uh, expressing anarchist values in their own life but maybe they don't have the time or energy or desire to join an anarchist group specifically, how can they bring those values to their own life?
2: I think that's a good question. Cause I, I guess when I found out about anarchism is cause well, it was through punk rock, but I feel like education and just reading things and learning about different ideas, but sometimes maybe anarchist theory isn't accessible but maybe reading about projects, cool projects in your local area about what people are doing about something that interests you. Like, for example, I don't know, the community garden, people are doing that. And that's in a way kind of anarchistic, like taking over land that's wasted to grow vegetables. Maybe finding out what people are doing locally and talking to them and reading about their projects or going and visiting them, getting getting new ideas. I think is always good and, and, and to do it in daily life, having conversations with people and that are different than you and getting different perspectives and understanding people's experience and, you know, recognizing privilege and how it works and classism and, and racism and all the kind of issues that are built up in the society we live in. I think documentaries, or documentaries are really good for that as well. Like just getting information from any place about any topic that's really interesting to you that you like feel passionate about. And then trying to kind of work that out, how you can talk about it with other people in your life or change your actions towards that idea.
1: If you're interested in reading stuff that's maybe not too theory heavy, but acknowledges theory. Um, I would definitely go for the Anarchist FAQ, which is usually, it's available on a couple different websites. It used to be on an info shop, but I I can't even remember where it is anymore. If you just Google it, you'll find it. And it has all these different sections um, that are all headed by a question. So like what is anarchism? Is anarchism socialist? Um, What's the difference between uh, social and individual anarchism? Um, Is anarchism Practical and it, like it talks about the Spanish communes and different examples, um, and it like it's interspersed with like um, what certain philosophers have, have said, like Kropotkin and um, Bakunin, and hopefully some people who aren't old white men. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but uh, but it also. It, it's also like written in plain language, and it just kind of explains it pretty pl- clearly. And if you want to see what these philosophers have to say about it, you can read it, but you can also kind of skim their their quotes as well. Um, I think it's a really good starting point if you're interested in the more of the theory aspect. But when it comes to just starting out, being I guess being a good anarchist or whatever, I think is the most important thing is critical thinking and just questioning everything and kind of this sort of lateral thinking where you're you're looking at problems and and looking for solutions that aren't necessarily always obvious at least from a capitalist statist point of view Um, and that's like a good place to start I think.
0: I I like that you said about critical thinking skills because like I think (laughs) there's a lot of um, a lot lot of, of young men who think of themselves as very like logical and very critical thinking but kind of end up in this like right-wing rabbit hole and i think anarchy like does have a lot to offer them if they're thinking of themselves as people who value critical thinking
1: yeah i think i think one thing that a lot of people like in more of the quote rational skeptic area don't see when they're thinking of critical thinking is that you actually have to question everything and that includes Western hegemony and how we how we do science and how we look at more indigenous um, knowledge and that kind of thing. Um, this assumption that I don't know like that cultural knowledge isn't valid until it's been tested in a very specific way is can be quite a problem
0: I think also if you're approaching rational thinking and logic but with a different value system then you're going to come to a different conclusion yeah, exactly. Right. Like if I'm coming at it with a very selfish idea of how can I make the most money for myself and how can I like secure, in quotes, uh, my future the most solidly without any thought for my community or other people, then it doesn't matter how logical I am within that value structure. I'm going to come to a different, different conclusion.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Can I say something a little about The Dispossessed? That's a good book. Yeah, The Dispossessed, for those of you who don't know, is a book by um, anarchist writer Ursula K. Le Guin, and she, I think she only died like a year or two ago. Um, she's been extremely influential and has been referred to as the mother of modern science fiction. And she writes a lot of what's called speculative fiction, which is more kind of in depth dive into culture and society as opposed to simply fixating on technological progress and that kind of thing. Um, and The Dispossessed, she creates an anarchist society on a moon and has all these, it's very detailed, the society she creates and her, and she very deliberately doesn't make it perfect. One of the biggest problems is their lack of resources because they're on a desert moon. Um, so that causes a lot of problems. I think it's really good that she doesn't treat it as this utopia. I have met people who have read it, or at least one person who re- who read it, and actually used that to claim that anarchism doesn't work. And I think that's a really, really bad reading of it, especially if you compare it to Urus, the, the Earth-like planet that is the not-anarchist part of the story and how they live I think is significantly worse. <laughs> but yeah, I mean you can interpret it differently if you want, but one of the big things and from the very first page of the first chapter is that you have to completely do away with your assumptions and your yeah, just just anything that you were brought up thinking about because this main character is looking at things completely differently. And for me, I actually had to read the first chapter twice to fully understand it. It's really, she writes in this really incredible way. And her parents were anthropologists, which explains why she has such an interesting view of, of different cultures and is able to create her own so easily.
0: What are some of the examples of anarchism in practice that we can draw on or be inspired by?
2: Um, I guess there's... Doing a little bit of research on this, I guess there have been anarchist societies in many different countries um, dating back to, you know, the 1800s when they had like, or the late 1800s when they had the popular assemblies of um, the internationals. And then they had so many different groups throughout history, like past communities like the Diggers and in England and Utopia and different colonies that wanted to be anarchist that worked and some of them apparently are still going today. I guess from my own experience squatting in in Barcelona and making social centers out of abandoned buildings where we like created a people's library and a free store and a cafe, a free cafe with food or food by donation is kind of like one way we did that, having it in practice. Um, And I guess because it was Spain, we were drawing on the situation from the anarchists who during the spanish civil war controlled and ran factories in the south of spain and they were working with uh, trade unions and workers unions to like organize the workers to run their own factory and their own means of production and that kind of had a, a history in that But I guess just looking at different places where they've had a history of people coming together to like kind of control their autonomy of what they want to accomplish and researching about that I think is real interesting. There's quite a few good documentaries on it as well.
0: Thank you so much for listening to our uh, first episode. We're hoping to do a monthly podcast on various anarchist topics.
1: Your voice is silky smooth, but...
0: (laughs) Yeah I've uh, practiced. Yeah we are the Anarchats. It's not always going to be just the three of us. We're going to have guests on for interviews and other members of Tama Kimikoto Anarchists joining us at various times. Uh, Kim I'd love to dedicate an episode to talking to you about your squatting experience. I think that would be really cool to hear about in detail.
2: Yeah that'd be good. I think we can also when we put this on the internet, if there's any topics people are interested in, they could also mention that in the comments and tell us what they want to hear or share information. I think this would be really great to have like an exchange of information with different people and and different anarchists across the
0: world. Yeah, and if you do live in Tamaki Makoto and want to come out and meet some awesome anarchists, we're having a really really free market uh, on Sunday the fourteenth of February. Uh, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. at Tahaki Reserve. Uh, that's opposite 233 Mount Eden Road, Mount Eden. So come catch us there.